blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're examining the uh, parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, his teaching about the kingdom of heaven, how he communicated with people, particularly those who uh, were outside, who did not believe. <clears throat> and we've been looking in uh, Matthew uh, chapters 20 and 21, particularly at sort of the context of what's happening in the flow of Jesus's life here. Uh, it helps us to understand uh, what the situation was when Jesus spoke forth a parable. There's a parable at the end of the 21st chapter, so we're working our way through that 21st chapter. And here we are, Matthew 21, verse 18. Jesus had come previously in this chapter, the day before, into Jerusalem, in what is often referred to as the triumphant entry, which is sort of a misnomer in a lot of ways. But we know it. it, it it's a good uh, focal point as to what day it was and what was happening. Well, he left after that day, and he went out to Bethany, and he spent the night in Bethany. Now we pick it up the next morning, verse 18. Now in the morning, when he was returning to the city, he became hungry. So he's returning to Jerusalem. He's walking back to Jerusalem, and he's hungry. Okay, yes, it's time to, it's time to break the fast. It's time for breakfast, right? Verse 19. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And he said to it, No longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, How did the fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith, and do not doubt. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea, it will happen. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. <clears throat> and all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Now, this is a, an interesting passage right here. To say the least, okay? To say the least because you're thinking, what in the world is going on here with this fig tree? What is happening here? What is the Lord saying to us? So let's just deal with the facts right here, okay? Um, and we'll see. So he's coming back. He's hungry. It shows us some amazing truths, okay? It shows us Jesus is human. He's hungry. It shows us that he spent the night somewhere. He needed to rest. He goes along and he sees a lone fig tree, a fig tree by itself on the road. And he comes to it and finds nothing on it except leaves. And so it's, it's got leaves. It looks good. It looks healthy. It looks great. But there's no fruit. So Jesus says to it, no longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered at once. The disciples saw this. So you've got several things going on here. You've got a miracle from our perspective happening here. And the disciples even acknowledge that. Like, how can a fig tree wither all at once? How can this happen? But we have really a, a, a parable in the natural here, sort of. Because Jesus was doing this, not so much. And, and like I'm looking at the Bible right now, and it has a heading right here. Jesus curses the fig tree. You know, I don't even like that title. It's like Jesus has a personal vendetta against this fig tree. 
sort of sets this thing up. Well, Jesus was mad and angry because the fig tree didn't provide him food. You know, that Jesus is acting maliciously, that Jesus is acting out of sin here. None of this is true. And it wasn't he cursed the tree because he's angry and mad at the tree. He just simply says, hey, no longer shall there be any fruit from you because there wasn't any fruit. Now, there's all sorts of things written where people will say, well, it was a time of year where there wasn't fruit, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what the point is here. The point is what Jesus says in these last two verses. So listen carefully to this. He says, truly I say to you, and he's saying to the disciples that are with him, if you have faith and do not doubt. In other words, if you believe, it's that Greek word pistis that we see all the time. If you are faithful, if you walk in faithfulness, if you believe, if you truly believe, if you believe and do not doubt, okay, and do not doubt, if you believe and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. What is he saying here? He's saying this. You must believe. You must have faith and do not doubt. If you will have faith and do not doubt, then what you will say will happen. What you will speak will happen. And you say, well, how can that be? What if you speak something foolish? What if you speak something that is malicious? What if you speak something that's evil? Well, here's the thing. If you believe, and this goes in the, the balance of all the teachings of Jesus and the scripture. If you believe, if you are walking in that belief, then you're going to be doing what you see in John 15. We talk about all the time. You're going to be abiding in the Lord. <laughs> if you're believing, if you're abiding in the Lord, then you're going to have the mind of the Lord. And what you speak will be that which the Lord desires to be spoken. That's what it really gets to. And people say, well, you never can get like that. Oh, really? Then why has the Lord told us to do it repeatedly? Why has he told us to walk in holiness, to walk righteously, to speak things of holiness, not to speak things of evil if it wasn't possible? If we're dead to flesh, if we're submitted to the spirit, if we're dead to self, if we're empowered by the spirit, then the things that we speak will be the things of heaven. It gives us more insight to what Jesus said earlier. What you bind, what is bound in heaven will be bound on earth. What you say is what will happen because what you are saying, are you ready? Is the word of the Lord and is the mind of the Lord. So if you have faith and you do not believe and you feel like you're supposed to say to a mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea, it will happen. Verse 22 gets us even more insight. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. See, when you believe, when you have faith, and you're in prayer, and you're asking in prayer, and it's not that the asking comes from us and our flesh. It's when we are in prayer and in communing with the Most High God that we receive the mind of the Lord, and we receive from Him what He is wanting to do. See, we still too often believe that prayer is a one-way thing from us to God. Prayer is communing with the Most High God day in and day out with every breath. And as we're praying, He uh, uh, 
not only do we send things to him, he sends things to us, we receive from him. So that the things that we're asking are the things that he's desiring to do. All things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Even that belief, even that faith, even that ability to not doubt doesn't come from us. It comes from the Most High God. That's the reason only true believers can actually experience this. Okay? Because we are in relationship with the Lord. Not only is he upon his throne, he is within us. It's an amazing passage. The more you think about it, a lot of times people say, well, we can't do it, can't do that, or I failed because I don't have enough faith. Is that this? No, 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 no. You walk with the Lord. You abide with the Lord. You believe. You commune with him in prayer on an ongoing basis. Yes, there's special times when you go hide yourself in the closet. Yes, I understand that. But day in and day out with every breath, and watch what happens. What you will say, what you will do is what he will want you to say, what he will want you to do, and he will release, and you will receive, and the Lord will be glorified. Think on these things. Matthew 21. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.